Welcome back to Nothing Even Matters with Colby and Ken. Hey, how's life? Pretty good. How's can't life? complain. Oh yeah, I can't complain. How's life for the viewers at home? You can't answer, but imagine that you're answering us right now. I'm yeah. glad to hear life is good. Maybe you also can't complain. You probably shouldn't complain. But anyways, um, what did I forget? All I'm going to say, this is the nature of podcasting, I guess. <laughs> it's okay. Today we're chatting. I'm going to hop right into it because the question yeah. today won't make sense if I okay. just share it. But we're going to be chatting about prayer because mm-hmm. following on the vein of last week that I totally forgot to post about. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, New Year, new us. Yeah. Renewed everything. Renewed mind. Um, everything like that. So it's really important when you are entering a new season of life to be um, active in prayer. Prayer is such an effective tool not just for spiritual warfare, which we're going to get into, but it also just helps to better you in your relationship with Christ. Like it's just directly how you speak to him. And then also if you're going through something new, great blessings, Satan's going to try even harder to throw you off your path. So how do you combat that through spirit, like spiritual warfare through prayer, like all that good stuff um, we're going to be talking about today. But that leads me to the question of the day. What's a prayer that you ever prayed in your life that you're thankful God said no? Like the answer was no, or he hasn't answered it yet, whatever the case is. Do you have one off the top of your head? Because I'm. Um, I have silly ones like you and you surprise. God, please let this be my boyfriend. Like you're in middle school or yeah. high school, and you thank God that man was not your boyfriend. But I'm trying to think of specific things. Yeah, I'm kind of blanking. Oh gosh. You could also share something that's currently on your prayer request list. Something that's currently on my prayer list. You don't have to get so deep as to. <laughs> I think still. I mean, I've already said this, but. Just the future, because it, it kind of comes up every day, especially mm. with the people I'm around, because we're all seniors. And so I'm hearing a lot of like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm interviewing for this. It's kind of mm-hmm. like chaotic. And I have to remind myself that I'm me. I'm yeah. not them. And I have to continually go to prayer with that and just for the Lord to guide my steps. Yeah, that's a good point, because last night I was reading John chapter 21, and when Jesus is asking Peter... um, do you love me? And Peter's like, okay, you've asked me this three times. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love you. And then God tells him to tend to his sheep or to feed his sheep. Um, and then Peter turns around and is like, what about this guy to John? And God's like, what if I wanted to keep him here until I come again the second yeah. time? Like, what does it matter to you? And of course it's like, okay, she's like, okay, like you don't have to do him like that. But then you think about it and it's like, both of these people, Peter and John, has such beautiful spiritual gifts um, and different career paths, different ways they're going in life in general post- um, resurrection and they both were equal importance to God but it shows how like sometimes even if you're in a ministry space but in general life because senior year you're like kind of looking left and right see what other people are doing but like you're not not that it's competitive I don't think it's competitive by any means for seniors to talk about what they're doing but you're not in competition or it's not like a race because you're on your own path and that mm-hmm. sounds so cliche but it kind of shows like the way that Christ is talking about it and John illustrated it like there's no need to compare to other people because there's just there, it was never going to be it's not equal. It's like what mm-hmm. God has for them is for them. What God has for you is for you. So that reminded me of that um, yeah. from John. But yeah, I think my answer is just dumb little prayers of like, oh, my goodness, God, like if this man can be my boyfriend, please. And then you see the fruits. You're like, OK, no. <laughs> thank you, mm-hmm. Jesus. Or like prayers I used to pray about, like different career paths I wanted and then it didn't work out or friends and I was going through a lot of friend drama yeah. freshman year and I thank God he let them go out of my life but I was kind of clinging on to things um so I, I thank God that he says I thank him that he says no to a lot of things because he's mm-hmm. really protecting me but I don't see it as that sometimes but 
Right now, my prayer list, I'm praying about travel things. It's very random. But this summer, I'm trying to go to Morocco, but my parents oh. aren't down. Yeah. Um, and so I'm praying because they, they, they're they not down for it, but they're also like, you're grown. Pray about it if you want to go. That's between you and God. They're, mm -hmm. like The biggest concern is not that it's anywhere like Morocco. It's just the fact of like, you're an 18-hour flight away if anything were to happen. But I want to go. <laughs> um, and so I'm praying to see what um, the Lord's will is in that. And yeah. that's probably one of the biggest prayers, I think. Future-ish, but not as... I don't have any decisions I have to make tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, prayer life is so important. And I think that a lot of times prayer can be overlooked or oversimplified. People are like, just pray about it. And there's nothing like just or small about prayer because prayer literally is um, such a declaration of faith and trust. And it is pretty much what you establish your relationship with God based off of prayer and scripture. But sometimes we can really oversimplify it um, and we can make it seem small in our lives. When we pray our nightly prayers, we're kind of mm -hmm. drifting away to sleep. We're talking about like praying about things. And every Christian loves this quote, but it's like, if God answered all your prayers today, what would change right. in the world? And I used to be like, Ugh, like whatever, everyone says that. But it is true. We can really limit God's power in our prayer sometimes of praying like, God, if you can, there's nothing you can't do. Um, it's just a matter of declaring it and speaking life into it. Um, so I think prayer is just such an important piece of a Christ of the Christian walk, but a lot of times it can be really reduced down to just calling on God for certain things or minimizing what we want to bring to him. Um, yeah, I think I was kind of in a season of not neglecting prayer, maybe neglecting prayer, but just, you know, you go through seasons where you're not doing it as much as you should and you know that mm -hmm. and I listened to another podcast and they were talking about how people like want all these things like want to be married want this job want whatever and they say well I'm praying about it and they were like are you actually like praying about it are you praying more than 15 minutes about it are you praying an hour three hours mm -hmm. because if you're just like oh I want this and don't actually pray about it like you should be praying about it more. Should be praying about it more. And That's that really convicted me to like sit down, no distractions, and spend a good amount of time praying. Because mm -hmm. yeah. if we have the savior of the whole world, creator of heavens and earth, at our like, I don't want to say like at our disposal, like, but genuinely he is like there wanting to hear from us and we mm -hmm. don't it's like that's a good point do you really want it like do you actually yeah. want this job if you didn't even take it to the only person in this entire world that can give you the job or whatever the case is um i think just sometimes i think our prayer lives reflect reflect how we view god in a sense yeah. um small prayers belong to small to a small god and he's just not small he's um ready to give you above all you could ask or think and there's a scripture i think it's first it's second corinthians no, it's 1 Corinthians 2, 9, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But it's something 9. Um, it's eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered the heart of man all that God has in store for you. So I'm just thinking about how, like, you quite literally have never seen, heard of, you can't even fathom all that God has in store um, for you, for those who um, are his children, those who he calls his. And so I'm just thinking, like, why don't I pray that way? Why don't I pray knowing that God's going to move in a way that I can't even imagine? Yeah. You know? I one time heard somebody say, they just described praying this way, like you should be praying intentionally and expectantly. And that really changed the way I viewed it. Like I'm expecting God to do something with this. Even if it's not what I asked, I'm expecting for him to move. Yeah. Because I know that he will. 
Because he always is. He's yeah. always moving. And I really do think that when you like take the steps to deepen or like rip, make your prayer life a little bit more rich, it kind of it reflects on how you view things and like mm-hmm. your anxieties like lower or like how you automatically respond to situations will be prayer, which is something I really love. Um, I'm thankful that God's blessed me where I'm growing in this where a lot of times instead of immediately getting anxious, I'm like, okay, let me pray about it. Let me actually just give it to God. Let me take 10 seconds and just reflect on what I know about God to be true mm-hmm. and ask him like, hey, God, I know that this is not of you. If it's causing me this kind of heartbreak or stress, but it's not of you. So please remove it from me or whatever the case is and getting comfortable with praying things that you might not want the answer to. Like it's hard, but if it's not your will, take it away and he takes it away or whatever. I actually, this is funny. I have a very pertinent example. This morning I had class at nine. I went to bed kind of late last night and last night I was like, I do not, I only have one class on this day. I do not want to go to class tomorrow. And I was kind of going to just sleep in and not go. But it's kind of an important class. There's only 10 people in it. Like, Mm. they'll know if I'm not there. And I laid in bed for the longest time this morning. I was not going to go. And then I got up. I got out of bed. I went downstairs and ate something. And as I was downstairs, I've been praying every morning, like Psalm 23. Mm -hmm. And I stopped what I was doing, stood still, and just recited Psalm 23. And it completely, like, changed my whole perspective. Mm -hmm. I was like... He's leading me along right paths for his namesake. Like, there's nothing that can harm me. He's going to lead me, and I can go do this. And I went to class. And survived. You had a good time. He's such – Psalm 23 is so good. It's so good. good. I will never be on the crowd that says it's overquoted. Like, the – it is so – my favorite part is when he says he's preparing a table before Mm -hmm. you in the presence of your enemies. Like, what? Like, in the presence of my enemies, God yeah. is blessing me. And it's just insane how good he is. And that's one way to start praying. If you don't know what to pray, like, go to the, Psalms is really great. Yeah, Psalm 103 yeah. is really good. I've been praying that, too. See, Psalms are really great. Um, it's little mini prayers with David mm-hmm. put to songs. Like, everyone, not everyone knows it. Let me not say that. But it's really good. I say praying things um, over yourself, looking at the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. which, again, people say it's overquoted or whatever. But I think structuring your prayer in the way that, Christ himself structured his prayer is so powerful. I think I talked about this last podcast, but John 17, when Christ is about to be crucified, he's in the garden, sweating blood, and he's like, Lord, take this cup of suffering from me, but he's also praying for all future believers. Mm-hmm. Like, looking at the magnitude of that, where Christ is praying for literally people that don't even exist yet. Like, Christ knows that God has all power to do what he couldn't even imagine or think. I mean, it's God, so it's a little bit different. But if he's doing that and he believes in it so much, like, why can't I? And so I like how you mentioned Psalms. I feel like Psalms is a great place to start if you don't know how to structure your prayers of just repeating it and saying it. Like, especially for Psalm 23, you could be like, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You could say, thank you, God, for being my shepherd and that I don't have to want. Yep. And just going from that and just like reciting it and meditating on it and speaking it to God. And really, like you said, meditating on dwelling on what it actually means. Like, mm-hmm. what does it really mean when we say goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life? Like, that is just such a powerful statement. And so just actually thinking, like, Lord, what does this mean in my life? Like, mm-hmm. your goodness will literally follow me. There's not a place I can go in this world where your goodness is not going to sustain me and your mercy is not going to be there with me yeah. all the days of my life. Or like one um, – is it 27? It's like one thing that I desire that mm-hmm. I may dwell in the house yeah. of the Lord forever. Like. I wish that was my prayer. Like, I need to start praying. Like, if nothing else, God, I pray that I can be with you forever. And I think that that prayer, because when we get to heaven and we're face to face with him, like, 
are you going to be too shy to speak? Like, what? Like, you don't know. You're not used to talking to him. You don't know what to talk about, huh? Yeah. Like, you've got to start preparing a relationship with God now for when we're there forever in heaven. Because people talk about, like, if you can't give God time now, like, you're going to be miserable in heaven when yeah. it's eternity. But genuinely, like, building that relationship with him on earth so that in heaven, it's, you just see the fruition. Like, it's fulfilled. It's so beautiful. That's a really good point. I will say it is harder. It's not impossible, but it's very hard to build your prayer life and constantly be talking to God if you're distracted. And for me, being off Instagram right now, I'm realizing how distracted I was and I didn't even know it. Like just the fog it put over my head and I was constantly thinking about things I was seeing on the internet or seeing what other people were, things were doing. I didn't have time when I was going through something to be like, wait, I need to go pray about this before mm -hmm. I do anything else. Like that's the most important thing I need to do right now. That's so real. And it's like freed my mind to be able to just sit in silence and just sit before God. I like how you said free your mind because that reminds me of taking every thought captive to obey Christ. And it's hard when Satan is, and not to say the Instagram is Satan, I'm not saying right. that at all, but the enemy will definitely, like we talked about a new chapter spiritual warfare, the, things are gonna be planted in your way to distract your mind. It's no secret, I mean, every time you try to pray, you end up getting tired or you get a notification, next thing you know, you're on TikTok, you're like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, I was just praying yeah. a minute ago, or you forget you're even praying. Different things like that where, like, the enemy, he knows, this, he knows like, how to get you, essentially, or, like, what will work for you. And so, like, limiting your distractions super big because a lot of times, like, I know I love praying silently because, not that I think Satan has any power over me whatsoever, but I know that he's not in your thoughts. He's not all-knowing, all-powerful. Mm -hmm. And I really love, I'm always on a tangent. This is such a tangent, but it kind of fits, doesn't really, but whatever. I've been really like reshaping how I view Satan lately of like God and Satan are not equals. I almost yeah. made Satan like equal to God of like this constant spiritual. The battle's already won. Like mm -hmm. I can go through warfare. Yes, but I know who wins like at the end. And Satan has no power over me. Greater no. is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And so I just remind like Satan is not God's enemy. He like this. It's just not. It's not good versus evil in terms of like this equal matchup. It is. The Lord who had who was like above all, like Satan is a created being. He's does not he's not God's rival. He is not God's equal. He does not have the power God has. And so he doesn't view Satan knows that God's not the enemy. That's why he's trying to get you and not God. He knows he has no chance. And when he gets you, like he can make you feel small, like Satan's and everything. And I just have to, no no no. Greater is he that is in you. Like the Holy Spirit is moving through you. That's already mm -hmm. greater than what Satan can ever throw your way. And he can get you distracted and in a stage of like giving him way more power than he has. That's not to say that he isn't powerful. Like we know Satan's busy, but I'm just saying, if you're really truly believing um, that Christ is bigger than anything Satan could ever throw, well, okay, who's living within you? Who's working within you? Then like understand and rely on that. And so distractions and all these different things that are in your brain, I feel like praying and really taking every thought captive to obey Christ can be effective in spiritual warfare and can be effective in helping to shape your relationship with Christ where it's like, a quiet mind, a sound mind. It's like that you just kind of limit the distractions that Satan might want to use against you and just saying, okay, God, like me and you, this is the one-on-one -on -one time, which is why like going into closets and praying or like having mm -hmm. your prayer space is so important Go too. Go into your room and shut your door. Shut your door. Like doing that in private and really having like a space where you know it's just you and God is so important. I feel mm -hmm. like um, that was my, <laughs> I'm always on a sidebar, but that's just something I think about too because I know we're going to talk about spiritual warfare and how um, – there's a lot going on. Satan can definitely try to really deter you from having a strong faith. And again, if he can make you think that God is small, 
then your prayers are small. And if you're not praying for the nations, then like that's not to say that God won't move. But we have it. We have been commissioned and called to mm -hmm. like to well, like Peter, I guess, to tend to his sheep and to feed his sheep and to be witnesses of God's glory. And if Satan can make you think that God is small, then you're not going to go and preach about him to everybody in the world and not going to go and spread his name and allow his glory to move through you. So then he's ultimately won that um, battle against you, not necessarily against God, but there really is a battle for our souls going on. And it would just be a shame if I knew the goodness of God and that it'll follow me all the days of my life and I wasn't preaching that to others yeah. or I was too afraid to pray for others or whatever the case is. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I, I I like what you said earlier about it kind of shows what you believe about God. I was at a church service once and the pastor was talking about how when someone asks you to pray for them, you should do it and not just be like, oh, yeah. Mm, and then you yeah. forget because he was telling a story about he had missionary friends in some other country and they the husband was there but the wife was at the airport or something mm -hmm. and she couldn't find a way to get where she needed to be and mm -hmm. it was like night there was nothing they didn't have anything and he texted the pastor like at midnight it was like can you please pray for this right now like i can't get to her or whatever and mm -hmm. he stopped and did it and then he was also saying like there was a high school camp that summer and he was like, don't just expect that just because there's a group of kids going down to the beach for a church camp that, that somebody's going to get saved. Like, we should all be mm -hmm. here praying for them throughout the week. Yeah. He said there's been years where you go down and nothing happens. And not that God wasn't there or God didn't move, but imagine what it'd be like if the whole church was praying for the youth right. that week. There's so much power in prayer. Yeah. Um, imagine. That's like the that word reminded me of. More than able, the song. I don't mm -hmm. know if you, I love that song so much. And it's just like, can you imagine with all the faith in the room what the Lord can do? And for those who like, I don't know, this is something I used to think like my not that my prayer didn't matter, but there's nothing I can do that will, will like change God God's will. But God just gives us so much free will and power and like almost autonomy of like being able to like He says like if you speak to this mountain, it will move. Like He gives us so much power to have faith, and He, um gives us that strength to just be able to call upon him. And so just thinking of like, can you imagine if everyone actually prayed when they mm -hmm. said they were in a prayer, everyone was like diligently in prayer. And there's something going on right now at UNC. People are praying to, um, for the collegiate day of prayer. Have you seen that? Yeah. Haley, I heard Haley talk about that. Yeah. Um, where they're trying to get Keenan stadium. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not, but actually be, be in prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, if there's a group me, if anyone wants to join it. Um, but people are praying and I'm like, this is such a beautiful thing of, 50,000 or how many people, thousand people, I don't even know, how many people in the group me or whatever, sitting down and just praying on the same thing day in, day out. And I just think about how uh, my dad, he used to do mission work in a couple different countries and just seeing, like, people would get saved by like, thousands and thousands, but it was because everyone was praying. It was mm -hmm. because people got down on their hands and knees and prayed and said, God, move. And it doesn't have to be the super dramatic fallout, crying tears yeah. every time you pray. It just needs to be something where you know that you can go to God and he's yeah. there. And to your point, they remind me of James 5, 15 through 17. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Mm. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. I love that. Yeah. Prayer of the righteous availeth much. I literally love that because... Literally love that. Oh, that sounded so mm -hmm. Valley Girl for no reason. I love that. It works. Like the prayer of the righteous. And that to that point, 
making sure that your heart is prepared when you mm -hmm. go into prayer. Like, not that you have to be perfect to come to God. That's not what I'm saying. But making sure that you, when you go to God, you are seeking, like, the hard things, too. Like, God, cleanse my heart, renew mm -hmm. my mind, forgive you my sins. Like, don't forget we need forgiveness, yeah. too, or different things like that. Um, I've just, because I'm reminded of Moses when he doesn't even feel like he's like my shoes aren't even holy to step in this place when the burning bush came um and so he took off his shoes because he was standing on holy ground just being in the presence of god i'm like make sure that we take off our shoes and anything that's weighing us down and paul talks about it too later on um in corinthians of like removing everything that weighs you down when you run this race but like removing everything that could possibly burden us or um restrict our like how vulnerable we can get with god and how anything that's just holding us back removing it when you step into holy ground so that you can be set apart that you can be sanctified you can be consecrated like to his purpose and that's just something that's so like just visualizing that i'm like yeah. you know what yeah i will leave my dirty shoes outside when i'm talking to you god like i will leave this right here and i thank you that you're giving me the power to even say it. i'm done with it like it's done it's finished because you have you're gonna you're gonna clean me you're gonna like make me holy once again mm -hmm. i just oh, i love god i think sometimes also we think letting things go is hard or it's too big but I think changing our perspective to think, no, this is really small. Like to be able to grow closer to God, if he's asking me to give this up, like, yes, I'll do it. Like mm -hmm. pray that that would be our mindset about yeah. it. I saw a video recently. It was like, what's your, this is last, <laughs> I keep talking. What's your 30 shekels of silver? And I was like, what does that mean? And then I was kind of Judas sold Jesus mm -hmm. out for a quick buck. But then you think about it. I think I talked about this last week. I, yeah, I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you guys can hear it twice. I don't care. Um, what's your 30 shekels of like how small do you view god that you're willing to give him up for gossip or for lying or whatever it is and i'm like oh my goodness well i'm like what's holding me back from prayer like how small do i view god i guess prayer again mm -hmm. is a reflection of how you view god and your relationship with him but i won't bore you with all the details since apparently i mentioned it last week but everything is relevant <laughs> these days yes. um yeah i just really i really think that's a powerful way to look at it too though and we do feel like it sometimes is really this huge thing to let it go but i think that's also sometimes our fear like yeah or it could be um, the lies we believe about whatever it is where nothing is too big for God. If mm -hmm. you can't put it down, then ask God to put it down because he yeah. surely will put it down yeah. for you, child, please. Amen. <laughs> if you can't cut the friend off, tell him. He'll cut him off or whatever the case is. So, Ugh, What a mighty God we serve. He's yeah. so great. He's so good. Any last tips I think for prayer? We we said a lot about like making time for prayer and like being very intentional, but also – like short prayers are good too. Like yep. mm -hmm. if you're in your car and you just be like, God, here's this. And mm -hmm. if that's all you can say, that's all you can say. That's all like, you can say. If it's one word, it's one word. If you can't even say it and you just think it in your head, you don't have the like you're so weighed down about it. Like mm -hmm. he hears he hears that. He hears that. Short conversation it's just conversing with God. Mm -hmm. And so that like you said, the short sentence, if I talk to God once a day, am I really is that really my best friend? Like talking mm -hmm. to God throughout everything. Like you said, if God Thank you, Jesus, for this car. Get me there safely. And that's it. Yeah. Like, those short prayers really do make a difference. I like prayer walks. Uh, something mm -hmm. I like. I feel like breakthrough comes on the walks. Yeah. Waking up and just going outside. And, I mean, usually I'm walking to Starbucks, which is <laughs> um, walking somewhere and just talking to God throughout the way, listening to worship music and kind of letting that structure your prayers. I was struggling with getting back into prayer, and I literally just looked up the Lord's Prayer. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going back to the basics. And obviously revising it, like you said, for Psalms. Like, okay. Our Father in heaven, God the Father in heaven, like, th hallowed be your name. Like, thank you, Jesus, that you are so great. Like, you mm -hmm. are so worthy. Like, the adoration. I know the acts things people use sometimes to that thing. 
but then like give us this day like god please be with me throughout the day like yeah. subbing it for what you but like going in that order you'll find that you'll start off with lord give me this day and then you'll kind of go in the order and you're like you know what god i'm like i'm struggling with this grudge i'm holding with this person and you'll go deeper into that you know what god i really want healing in this aspect or whatever and also don't be afraid be specific of course if you want to but don't be afraid afraid to go broad i feel like sometimes if you don't know what you want to pray for but you know the god mm -hmm. i want healing he'll heal whatever's broken like if you don't know what to say sometimes god i want breakthrough whatever he needs to break through he'll do it like don't feel like you have to get it all together before you go to him mm -hmm. um do you write your prayers down i do i am like seasons in and out of doing that i used to do it every day but now i haven't really been because i wanted to i wanted to say them out loud more i wanted mm -hmm. to work on that okay yeah. saying them out loud is your out loud really prayer. special yeah mm. i'm not a writer mm -hmm. i don't it doesn't feel like i'm praying i yeah. know like the, the whole letters took, i just don't feel like i'm praying but i want to learn how to do it or like maybe i'm just not doing it right mm -hmm. it feels like i'm kind of just right like yeah which is the point the reason i like it is because i it's easier for me to go back and be like oh you that i like i also will either write it out like in long form or i'll just i have another journal that's just like writing out like bullet points mm. okay yeah maybe i'll do that like almost like i do keep like, like a, a prayer request yeah, yeah a list also prayer requests when friends come to you for prayer mm. praying like you said that one time it's so powerful to continue to pray i love when i tell someone something and they're like oh yeah i was praying for that like they've been praying for it and that just to me i'm like yeah. oh my god you love me or like you're my friend in the moment this actually just happened to me naya who was on the podcast we were the only ones home this weekend and i was praying in my room and i just felt god tell me go ask naya to pray for you and so I went downstairs and I was like, I was kind of nervous. I was like, Naya, can you pray for me? And she was like, yes, I would love to. And so she prayed over me. And then later I got to pray for her. And it was it's just so freeing and like so encouraging and it uplifting. Is. And it will change your change your life. It will change your life. Like, actually, I love when someone I'm like saying something or I try to do this more in delight where like similar to what you said. Um, if a girl asks for prayer, I'm like, yeah, let's just pray right now. Yeah, or like, right now. I just right here, right now. And then following up, like, hey, I've know that this has been going on. Like, I've been praying about that. What happened? Like, that mm -hmm. is so. Now, don't lie if you haven't been praying. I don't say if I haven't actually been praying, but it just it to me it just means the world because it's just like okay, like there's most people who are like going before God in this way, and yeah. I just love it. What's your prayer pet peeve? Do you have one? Like when other, other people, people pray. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I have one exactly. Okay, this sometimes if it goes too long like i don't you know what i'm saying it's it's just a me thing like i'm probably tired and just like in a bad mood well sometimes you can tell people we're just trying to sound yeah. good yeah. yeah i'm more of a concise person like i <laughs> you know but some people like to speak longer so mm -hmm. whatever i guess whatever works for you I'm a professional yapper, but sometimes I'm just like, eh, I don't know. Like, it depends on the prayer. Mm -hmm. I can't stand. This is just a personal pet peeve when people don't close in the name of Jesus. And I think mm -hmm. that's just like a personal thing. But that's just how I was always like taught to pray or like, you know, like you call Jesus when you go speak to the Father. Like, no one comes to the Father but by me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just like my mental. So I hate when people are just like, amen. And that just drives me absolutely insane. And it's yeah. not serious. I, I know so many people that are Christians and I know they're Christian. And I know they're probably like even stronger in their faith than I am. So I'm mm -hmm. not saying that to be like that. It's just a personal pet peeve when I hear it. I'm just like, in Jesus name. Yeah, I think mine, I, I'm not like actually annoyed with people who do long prayers because that's really beautiful. 
It's just like <laughs> you don't have to back. I know what you meant though. I'm just I know what you meant. It's just me. There's time and place too though. Yeah. Sometimes when you've been together for two hours, it's yeah. last you to close in prayer. That's not the time to go into the world peace. It's not <laughs> time and place. I because if no one's listening, they've all zoned out. What's the point? You know. Well, I mean, you're still praying, but like, yeah. If it's mm. a, if it's like a group, if it's a big group. I I understood what you said the first time. Okay. Time and okay. place. I don't think that's any. Oh, sorry. I just got a message from someone that just jump scare. I don't think that's anything. I know what you meant. You don't mean okay. the long prayers. Like, yeah, I'm not like, oh, stop praying. No, 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 no. Sometimes it's just like, all right, let's pray what we're let's pray for what we're praying for. Because it's like and... people are praying for the food, and next thing you know, we're talking about <laughs> like some kind of kidney surgery. Next, I'm just like, okay, I really, as much as I care, as much as I care, you know that everyone just asks you to give grace. That's one thing I need to work on. I don't say prayers yeah, for my food like ever. Same. It's so bad. I get so it's yeah. so bad. I don't think I've prayed I've over been my food. Actually, in like eternity. trying to be better about that. Me too. And I it say matters. that it matters probably like way more than I'm giving it any kind of thing for. But I just always forget. It's mm -hmm. the worst. So that's my resolution. My takeaway. I'm with you on it's this our journey. homework for the week. Homework for the Praying week is the prayer. Over our meals for sure. Like you know, I just ate that. I just the, I'm thinking today. I haven't prayed about my food yet. It's so bad. Yeah. Next time, thank you, Jesus, for the for the grace that will follow me all the days of my life. Um, love you guys so much. Any requests, let us know, and we yeah. will see you next time.